All right. Hey, Lauren, welcome. I'm so thrilled for you to join me today and to share with our viewers what it is that you do. I'm particularly interested in your line of work because it has this automatic connotation in everyone's mind, I think. But um, I'm going to let you explain what you do. Um, and please, if you, while you're explaining that, let us know how you came to that. How did you get into that field of work and maybe what your history looks like, even if it's outside the natural health world? Yeah, definitely. And thank you for having me, Lacey. I was not expecting to be a hypnotist in any way. It's not, I didn't grow up with hypnotists. I wasn't exposed to hypnosis. I just came into it through some books that I was reading because after corporate America, you know, got into real estate. And so, you know, in both venues, I was finding easy success, but I wasn't fulfilled. Hmm. So when I had my own business being a realtor, you know, I really fell into that rabbit hole of personal development and all of those books because I'm so open-minded. I was reading books by psychics, you know, books by neuroscientists and both spectrums seem to bring up that word hypnosis, which had really been stigmatized, hmm. you know, because I've grown up in this Southern region of the Bible belt. And so I was talking to my mom, who's a retired nurse. And she said, well, it sounds interesting. You know, why don't you look into it? Hmm. And there's really no school. Anybody could call themselves a hypnotist, and that's not scary. <laughs> if you're not good, you're not going to stay in business, you know. And truthfully, we all, all already are doing hypnosis with each other without any trainings or certifications. Huh. So, you know, of course, I did training and did that about eight years ago. And I spend a lot of money every month on training because there's so many different techniques that I find are so effective. Mm -hmm. And if I can find that super subtle thing that's going to work for one person, then it's worth the investment. And I'm just so curious. I need to know how this would work, how this simple bedtime story is making this effective change in people. And I really still don't know. No one knows. We don't understand the mind, which mm -hmm. is okay. We don't need to understand it in order to interact with it in this right. like play language. And maybe even manipulate it a little bit. I like that a lot. Yeah, exactly. Well, to entice it. You know, because we all have a story and if you are not living at your optimum state, you know, health, happiness, prosperity, then that story that you are using in your subconscious is just outdated. It's not working. Yeah. Yeah. And, definitely. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's one of those things we talk about habits and we talk about, you know, kind of, I don't know how you describe it, but forming new habits and that's what makes your life. And I feel like those habits really do start in the brain and it can be so much easier. I think with hypnosis, it makes it at least that thought is in my head that, you know, I could just make my brain different without the 30 days of doing something new or whatever. I like that idea a lot. And also how much, like you said, this hypnosis has already taken place in my life without my knowledge. And now if I can be aware of it, it can change my outlook a little bit. So that's really cool. Yeah. It's just finding the techniques. And so my tagline is a new approach to ancient techniques because, you know, we, we use a lot of these techniques and a lot of other cultures. And for whatever reason, as we became more civilized, we became really focused on, you know, producing cognitive thoughts, you know, progressing ideas linear in time. Well, mm -hmm. ideas exist linearly there, but we want to bring stuff here because you could be thinking a billion things, but you're only ever feeling one way. Mm -hmm. And the way that you are feeling is interacting with your autonomic nervous system. You know, it's, it's fueling your, your motivation, your hormones. Mm -hmm. And so you, you may be interacting with your environment and, and dealing with toxins or 
craving, you know, chemicals from foods like drugs. Mm -hmm. So I would say hypnosis is really effective in changing that uh, chemical state Mm. in the moment. And because you now finally have relief, then whatever that coping mechanism was, is just no longer as soothing. And you're, you're just naturally going to be driven to doing better things for self-care. Oh, I love that. So that actually leads into a really good, good place. And that is who are your clients? Like who comes to you um, and asks for your help? Thank you for asking that. Cause that's, you know, watch some of your earlier interviews because you were just, you're bringing so many amazing people together Mm. to, to really help share to the community what these alternative therapies can do because they're, they're stigmatized and people are just misinformed. Mm-hmm. Truthfully, mm-hmm. a lot of people come to me at their states of desperation, sure. you know, <laughs> yeah. it's like the last result or right. resort that, yeah. you know, they, they have a friend or somebody that used to, to quit smoking or they've heard it can work for weight loss. And so they kind of think, well, can it work for this? Mm-hmm. And so they might call me in that way. So I need clients who are ready for change. You know, if they want to make a change and they're sort of like, yeah, I'm 70, 80% ready, then we aren't yet the right team. I need them when they're 100% ready. Mm-hmm. And then that shift is going to happen, not because of my power to hypnotize them, but because of my goofiness to de-hypnotize them. Oh, I like that. De-hypnotize. Yeah. That sounds really nice. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so... What are some examples? You mentioned smoking, uh, maybe some other addiction issues. Um, what are maybe some other uh, more, I wouldn't, don't want to say common, but more, um, more prevalent issues that maybe might come up? I mean, when I like write out lists like uses for hypnosis, I mean, it's so endless. I mean, I'm not licensed you know, in this state as a medical health professional. I'm not working with diagnosis. And I'm working with symptoms of any sort. Physical, you know, physiological and psychological mm-hmm. symptoms. So often people will think about destructive habit change or self-image, confidence. I work with a lot of business elite, you know, a lot of super athletes. I'll work with mothers, you know, for childbirth or fertility or better connection in the bedroom. When I go to these hypnosis conventions, you know, there's there's doctors using this for, you know, anesthesia. And there's some progressive hospitals that are wow. using this in place of anesthesia. And in the 50s, wow. it was validated by the American Medical Association as being a substitute right. for anesthesia or for pain management. So it has real roots in the medical community. It's more recent that it got tangled up in, in you know, the stage entertainment aspect, mm-hmm. yeah. which is real. You know, the stage stuff uh, is real as an individualized person's experience. But it seems that most, the majority of people that come into my office are dealing with generalized anxiety. Mm, anxiety, yeah. Or they fall into that high performance um, sector because these are the people who are taking proactive measures, whereas the other people are sort of like, I've tried everything else and I'm, you know, I'm at the point where I'm about to take medication or I'm about to take more medication or the medications aren't working and I need to try something weird. Let's try hypnosis. Weird. <laughs> Going yeah. weird. I like it. Uh, yeah. When I think about it, I think about um, sort of just breaking cycles, whatever that cycle may, may be, how do we step in and interfere to keep that cycle from continuing on and on? Because those are the things that do develop our life. I mentioned habits, but that, you know, cycles happen in a, in a almost a bigger unseeable way until we just suddenly are like, Oh yeah, now I see it. <laughs> how do I stop it? <laughs> so I love that having a tool to be able to do that is really powerful. 
Um, okay, so what would you say if you're in a room with a skeptic, <laughs> what, how would you, besides hypnotizing them, how would you convince them uh, to give it a try? Well, there's, you know, a lot of little party favor things that I can do, you know, like give me your hand, look at your hand. And as you look at your hand, you're, you know, you're becoming sleepy and people just naturally respond to that because you've thrown them off. But a person who wouldn't interact in that way, a person who's maybe real stoic or, or skeptic, then I would really say you are hypnotizing yourself, you know, and whether or not you will allow me to hypnotize you is up to you. It's not up to me. I'm not trying to gain power over you. I'm trying to help you. And if you don't want help, then I will instead just wish you all the best because I can't work against you. So I, I make sure that people will participate mm -hmm. with me because I'll do weird things in the office like scream therapy. And that usually takes people out of their comfort zone. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's kind of like that. How bad do you want change? You know, how, how painful is staying stuck where you are? You know, is it more painful than embarrassing yourself and just screaming with me, you know, in this closed office? Mm -hmm. um, okay, so traditionally when you have a client that comes in and you, you know, do you have a sort of a consult visit with them and then it moves into setting up how routinely they come in and what does that sort of process look like with you? I used to in the beginning, I would do like a consult and I would do some demos, you know, here's what hypnosis is like so that they would um, be more comfortable and then I'd have them come back in later and we'd do their customized session. But then I started feeling bad about making people come back twice. <laughs> so, so I instead started, and maybe it was because I had more experience or more um, presence and power to be with people and, and to help hear from them what it is that they're saying, you know, through their subconscious language, so I can just say it back in the hypnotic state. So then I started doing, you know, the first session with them, and then if they wanted any follow-up sessions, we might do three or four more sessions, but for a really long time, I was really noticing that unless we're doing a coaching model, we're not going to need to work together for months because you're just going to get results. Yeah. And I have, I have some clients that I've worked with, you know, for a long relationship and it's, it's pretty ironic because these people come in and both of us are sort of like, well, what are we going to work on? There's not really anything. They're, they're just succeeding. They just feel good. And then I, I just help keep them on that, that good flying state. Oh, I love that. Well, so that's actually very interesting because I'm noticing that as sort of a common denominator of this in the natural world. And not that there isn't a lot of preventative and, um, and continual work that you should do, but it's totally different of a, oh, well, you need to see me for a checkup every six months kind of thing. It's like, mm -hmm. let's deal with this. Let's, let's give you the tools and help you to take your health into your own hands. And then like a bird, you can fly away, right? So, so it's really beautiful to hear that people kind of have this healing power within and our job is just to extrapolate that <laughs> yeah well said I think too that like the group atmosphere is a good um maintenance scene you know okay. to, to yeah. be supported by like-minded people mm -hmm. not so that another option is you do some group group hip hypnosis excuse me I will do group hypnosis okay. and we so in the group environment that's more um getting people together so that they can support themselves Okay. You know, because then it's more about daily lifestyle. You know, sure. if hypnosis has changed the mindset, the mindset, what are you doing for, you know, diet, exercise, sleep, self-care, and people want to learn these other techniques, these little tiny hacks, right? We're all trying to 
to, to maximize and be more effective. So they want to learn what other people are doing. So I think that's best in the group atmosphere because I'm not, I'm going to only have my answers, my routine and that works for me. Yes. So cool. I love that. Okay. That's beautiful. Um, okay. So actually I'm just going to end it here. I want to hear, um, I'm, I'm totally intrigued and want to know a lot more, but I'm going to see you on Sunday. Anyone else who is interested, come and see us on Sunday. It's going to be a wonderful group. I can't wait. Um, and I did want to just shout out because before I even started, I was talking to Lauren about how I used a little bit of, of hypnosis during one of my childbirths and it was by far the best childbirth ever. So if you're pregnant or thinking about it, then you should definitely go see Lauren and she can help you with that. Um, but lastly, what is one thing that you do, Lauren, on a regular basis that's simple and, um, and just helps you keep feeling your best? So I have a lot of engineers in my family. And so I have a, I have a real passion for science. And I, the more, the further I get into hypnosis, the further like esoteric I become and my language follows that suit. So I try to keep things really in the here and now, but my, my daily go-to is kind of like interacting with plants, you know, and I have a pet um, and I really don't talk much with my pet, you know, I mean, except for giving them affection. So I'm not saying I talk to plants, but anytime I'm feeling stressed, like I picture my stress going to that plant and just like plants give us oxygen, then they give me their, their static state, you know, their presence, their flow. So um, I, I interact with plants would be sort of my most daily thing because on high days when I'm really working and, and like rocking out a lot of clients and in that super high flow, I make sure that I go outside and get grounded. And on low days when I need more pickup, like there's always going to be a plant around that I could um, take a breath from. Oh, I love that. That's really nice. And you should see the room I'm in right now is literally, <laughs> they're kind of taking over my house. So I'm totally with you on that. Plants I love it. Yeah. You've got that beautiful window. It's so yeah. nice. No, it's lined with plants all the way around this room. So um, I'm with you for sure. Plants are helpful. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much, Lauren. I'm so excited. Thank you for being on the call. I hope that people are so excited about learning about hypnosis now. I think it's just it's, it's totally undervalued. I think it needs to come and be at the forefront. So very, I love to talk about it. Yeah. So thank you for giving me this chance to, to talk about it and to uh, work with you. Yeah. And, and for those of you who can join us live on, on Sunday, she will be presenting for us. So um, I'm really looking forward to see what she pulls out of her hat for that. So. <laughs> oh man. Okay. I'll be excited too. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Have a great day. Thanks, Lacey. Mm -hmm.